I'll show myself out. Thank you, as always, for joining me. It's been an interesting um, last, what, month and a half? Jesus fucking Christ. Um, well, I mean, let's see a little update here. I spent the first half of January, uh, like most of America, uh, with COVID. Uh, then I got back to work for one day, and then the snow moved in. So, yeah, I'd say it's uh, it's, it's been pretty interesting, to say the least. Uh, feels like an entire month, you know, the entire month of January just feels like it didn't happen. Um, it felt like... You know, for a little bit, it felt like 2020 again um, when while we were quarantined in the house, um, you know, the passage of time once again just completely was distorted uh, because of all the monotony, you know, waking up at 1130 and making breakfast just because it, it feels like that's what's normal or, or something. But I, I guess it's fitting that 2022 feels like 2020 in a way, because after all, it's 2022. Um bit of a visual joke there. Um, I, I did consider that, uh, you know, the play on words and the with the, the two, uh, you know, T-O-O and, and the number two. Um, but I kind of honestly, I wish I hadn't thought of that joke because it's it's almost it's almost come a little too true. Uh, the, the, this, that week and a half in lockdown just just made it all a little too real. Um, but uh, and can you believe that that during that time, you know, I got locked down for, for almost two weeks, and I didn't do jack shit for the podcast. Can you believe it? Uh, did I did I get any extra recording done or use that time for writing new material? New segues? No! I didn't do shit! Honestly. And, uh, you know, honestly, that kind of leads me uh, to a point about something that uh, it came up during the during the uh, the prequel. Um, if you've kept up with my podcast, if you've listened to any episodes, you would know that uh, I would refer to the prequel. That would be the year uh, 2020. Uh, that was the prequel to 2021. Because, you see, 2021 was actually the first installment of the whole 2020 thing, and 2022 was actually the sequel in the franchise. Obviously, let's try to keep up here. Um, but something that I noticed that started in 2020 during the, the lockdowns uh, was this... This idea, a, a kind of like toxic, albeit well-meaning um, sort of thing. It, it was about using all the extra time at home to learn a new skill, develop yourself. Um, that's nice and all for some people, but it also includes a flip side that suggests that if you spent three months at home and you didn't learn a new skill or, or do something to advance your knowledge or whatever the fuck else like that, then you wasted all that time and it was for nothing. And, and that's why I hate that idea. Uh, it, it's this, it's a pseudo positive thing thought up by well-meaning individuals, uh, probably morning people. Fuck those people, right? 
uh, like probably the same overly cheerful people that that you kind of want to strangle from time to time. You know those people. Uh, they're, those, they're those fucking morning people that don't need coffee. In fact, they they turn it down when offered because usually for for some reason involving the word toxins or all natural or something some of the shit like that. You know the type. It's it's got to be those people behind such a toxic mindset. It's 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 toxic because it has positivity attached with shame, self-shaming, in fact. Um, it, it assumes that you just have the resources available to even take up something new. Uh, it assumes that just because you had the time on your hands that you possess the time management skills to actually learn said skill properly. Um, it even assumes that while the world is crumbling around you that you have the motivation and fortitude to actually follow through. And, and if for any reason you didn't do this, then shame on you for wasting that time. You know, I can understand how how some of those type A people needed something like that in lockdown. I know the types and they can they can just they can't just sit still in life uh, without going absolutely nuts. Um, and I and I get it that that it was it was something positive for them, so they wanted to share it with others and and be uplifting. But learning a new skill isn't like going vegan or or doing CrossFit, where you can just not shut the fuck up about it while convincing yourself that it's the healthiest fucking thing ever, and everyone has to do it now. But I know that it can be hard for some people to hear this, uh, but there are many people out there uh, that can't just do that. There are some people who are otherwise mentally and physically healthy people that could barely keep their anxiety at bay enough to just sit still for a fucking movie, much less find something we always wanted to do and do it. Um, you know, some of us out there could barely focus on what the fuck we were going to do between one day and the next, much less focus on learning a new skill. Um, some of us out there were already so burned out on work at the start of the whole thing that just having some extra time at home was a completely different experience. And that, that made it hard to even get in the right mindset to try something new. I mean, some of us were just dealing with everything well enough, uh, to function without losing our shit. Some of us out there could only take it all one day at a time, you know, if you happen to be in the probably large group of people that didn't learn a new skill or, or didn't take up a new hobby, uh, or if you even just feel for a moment that you didn't seize the, 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 the moment or, or that you didn't, or that you wasted that time. Um, I just, I, I want to say to those people out there, uh, don't let that shame feeling in, um, that feeling of shame is coming straight from that bullshit mentality. Um, you know, you, you got through it and you kept your sanity and that is all that was required of you. There is no need to feel shame in that. Take me, for example, I tried to do something new and, and creative. I, I got a microphone, uh, near the end of 2020 and, and I let it gather dust until a few months ago, pretty much when I finally figured out what I was going to do with the damn thing. It's okay. I shamed myself into into getting this thing going I, I and i didn't need some morning person with a baseline energy of peloton instructor on crack to shame me into creative expression uh, i can do that just fine on my own and yeah it might take me longer to overcome myself and my procrastination and 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 maybe undo some bad habits and whatnot but but i'm mentally healthier for it 
Um, I'm going at my own pace and, and having fun with it. So if you ever feel that twinge of shame for however you spent your 2020 or 2022 lockdown, um, just take a deep breath, put your middle fingers up and say, fuck that shit. Remember that only you can do you like you, I think. Now, unless you spent your lockdown scalping Pokemon cards, in which case, go fuck yourself. Uh, Or if you spent that time getting into QAnon, uh, well, you already fucked yourself, so I don't even need to tell you to do it. Um, And I'll I'll get into more of that later on, but but it definitely seems as though this year is off to an interesting start. Um, I don't know how to call this one yet. I mean, usually the good news about hitting rock bottom is there's nowhere to go but up. And I knew 2020 was going to be wild. I called it early, and I, and I wasn't wrong, okay? I, I, uh, I wasn't recording myself then, so I don't have recorded proof that I called it, but ask my friends that you probably don't know. I fucking called it. I knew 2020 was going to be a fucking crazy year. But, I mean, you know, 2021? I mean, yeah, of course it was going to be shitty. <laughs> Easy call. <laughs> 2022? Well, I mean, cautious optimism, really. Have we really hit rock bottom? I, I mean, I hope so. I mean... It's, it's not the most encouraging sign when I can confidently say that years from now, no one is going to remember January of 2022. Um, uh, the rest of it, the rest of it maybe, but, but January, no, 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 that it's going to be the same blur as the summer of 2020 because in lockdown, there is no time. The sun just rises and falls and every day is something, but we know it ends in a Y. Um, at least this time it was much shorter. Uh, So we didn't have that moment when you realized you haven't turned the calendar in a while. Um, And then you realize it hasn't been turned in a while, okay? But I have a feeling that that many years from now, when they crack open the history books to to 2022, uh, the opening line will be, so everyone's got COVID. Um... What what other line is there? Who who would have guessed that after all our hard work and, and diligent mask wearing and trust in medicine, science and, and vaccines that we would end up here? Who I'm I'm kidding, of course. We fucked all that up. We fucked it up. Um, we had all our chances, and and I'm not saying that a lot of us haven't sacrificed and and and, and worked our hardest uh, to chip in and and do the right thing to protect ourselves and and those around us, but. There's a large enough portion of America that thinks the vaccine is going to kill them. Or that this is all just a cold and we don't need to do anything about it. Uh, or or they think that wearing a mask is unhealthy because it, it can't be good for you to breathe in your own breath like that. Because uh, somehow the mask is both ineffective and does nothing but is also an airtight container that forces you to circulate your own air until you choke and die. Uh, but I digress. Um, but that certain group of Americans, uh, is large enough and dumb enough, uh, to sentence us all to the consequences of their idiocy. You know, there's a lot of things that could have been done much earlier to prevent a lot of this, but did we do those things? No, no. I don't know if you remember this from, from back then, but, uh, during that time, Twitter was more important than saving American lives and getting things under control. Um, I don't know. Somehow I knew for a lot, a long time beforehand, that uh, that I that in my lifetime some crisis was going to be exacerbated by penis envy, um, and it wasn't a big surprise that it was kind of his thing. Uh, but that's none of my fucking business, apparently. Uh, some people, including Trump's ego, want all of us to give Trump all the credit for uh, the uh, Operation Warp Speed and the vaccine. And you know what? 
I'm open to giving that credit. Uh, but that comes with a stipulation to afterwards get the fucking vaccine. I have a I have a hard time giving Trump credit. Yes, Operation Warp Speed did produce a vaccine more quickly. And I'm glad he did that. Um, but it was, you know, at the time it was an actual sign of leadership from him. But then he lost all that fucking credit because when he because he wouldn't endorse the fucking thing when it came out because he didn't want to drive away his crazy base. I mean, we, we have an amazing example of that right now. I don't know if you've walked into a, a Walmart nearby, but we finally have N95 masks in Walmart. They just have them in a fucking bucket. You can just reach in and grab them. I've, I've stockpiled them like they, they don't care who they give them out to. But honestly, that would have been great to have two fucking years ago. Do you realize that we could have had the timeline where Trump, like, just like randomly pulled his head out of his ass and endorsed mask wearing and handed masks out. You like used his federal, the federal powers that were available to him. And he could have handed out masks to everybody and everybody in a fucking MAGA hat would have been wearing masks. Do you, be, do you realize that could have been us? That could have been us, but we can't have nice things. No. So, you know, for the people still hoping to, to upend American democracy just to see him back in office, I, I ask this, how do you feel that he put tweets and votes over lives? He put his own personal gain over your lives. He put trolling the libs over American lives why is he still some shining god to you? Every, every chance that he had to show leadership, he fucked it. The, the federal government is only just now getting the ball rolling on providing the proper masks for everyone. They're, that, that could have been done a fuck of a lot sooner, but no! Mr. Tiny Hands McCheeto was too busy tweeting and stuffing his McFuck face and, and golfing in adult diapers to grow a fucking pair and use the powers available to actually lead. So, to the to the gravy seals, uh, to the to the J6 rioters, to the MAGA faithful that just that want to implode our nation just for that leaky asshole, why? And yes, yes, I did just call Trump a leaky asshole. And I think it's I think it's fitting. Uh, I mean, as we all know, assholes just like to shit on everything. But a leaky asshole has gotten to the point that it can't even control when or where it shits or even what it shits on. It just walks the earth, leaving nothing in it but, but shit in its wake. A shit wake, if you will. How, how are his demands of unyielding loyalty, regardless of his actions, not a red flag for those people that practically come in their pants when someone mentions the Constitution. I could have, I could have sworn that in all of my history classes and shit, I was kind of taught to look for the kinds of red flags that Trump is covered in. I thought all of us were taught that, but apparently I was taught a bunch of liberal government propaganda to hide the satanic pedophile ring, because that makes way more sense, obviously. It, it, it defies all logic, and, it, and, it's, and it's gotten me totally off topic. My, uh, 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 my, my point is, uh, we're, we're in fairly deep shit now. Nothing, nothing that we can't overcome if we can just more collectively pull our heads out of our asses, but we've, we've had a long time to do that. And I, I don't see us doing that to a meaningful extent. I mean, 
If it's not COVID, we're being stupid about it. It's climate change. And if it's not climate change, it's corporate tax policy and unrestrained capitalism. And with every fucking one of these issues, we end up dealing with it by shoving our heads further up our asses and then eventually wondering why it smells like shit. We, we humans are good at that. Um, fucking things up, that is. Yes, we, yes, we have accomplished some amazing things. We put people on the moon multiple times. We've put remote-controlled robots on other planets multiple times. But if you look at how much trouble people have with wearing a mask over their goddamn noses, you wouldn't be able to tell. How have we achieved so much as a species, yet after thousands of years, uh, we still can't seem to figure out our, re our recurring dictator issues? I, I used to think better of humanity, but then sometime around mm, 2016, uh, I saw just how many people have the inability to see through Trump's thin veil of bullshit. Uh, I just... I realized that we really can't be a, a, that smart as a whole. Uh, either we've got a, a staggeringly longer amount of time before we're at a Star Trek level of society, uh, or we're just hopelessly fucked. And I'm really hoping that it's the former, but really worried that it's the latter. Um, and sometimes it, it feels like for, for every instance that brings some hope for humanity... There's just some new bullshit that arises to dash those hopes. Uh, even if it starts looking like that we're making some progress, it becomes evidence that it's too little too late. And we keep kicking all these different cans down the road to the point that we're now wading through a pile of cans that just keeps growing. And even when we know we can't keep kicking those cans any further, we somehow find more ways to push off our problems to, the, to a later time. Like... Like, it'll be easier then, so we'll just let our kids figure it out. Why do we do that? Why Why do we humans have such a knack for doing amazing things, making huge strides in technology and figuring shit out, but we still, after thousands of years, we keep going through these cycles where all of our mistakes come back to bite us in the ass, even though we knew all those mistakes beforehand, and we also learned about all that, all those same mistakes in, of previous generations and the generations before that, and despite all that prior knowledge, we still do the same shit. The, the fact that we've witnessed the rise of Trump, the subsequent four years of predictable fascist authoritarian behavior from him and his administration, the subsequent uh, uh, coup attempt, which was once again predictable, insanely predictable, and now the subsequent downplaying of that coup uh, to set the stage for probably another coup, uh, and, and considering we've seen this chain of events happen before uh, more than a few times, sh that, that should tell you everything you need to know about where humans are headed on this planet. Just... Witnessing those events has almost fully convinced me that a few hundred years from now, we'll still be running around like chickens with their heads shoved up their asses, uh, only the technology will be marginally better. Uh, we, we may be the most intelligent species on this planet, uh, but that doesn't mean we're the smartest. Um, after the last five or six years, I can't really give humans uh, that much credit in the smarts department. Um, we're, we're probably lucky we haven't nuked ourselves to shit by this point. I mean, we've dodged that bullet so far, but, but we don't even need that to destroy ourselves. Our continued reliance on fossil fuels is already doing a devastatingly great job at that. And if somehow we can find a way to mitigate that, we got a nice huge plastic waste problem ready to fill that self-destructive void, and that's really a best-case scenario. 
Like, shit. I mean, fuck. I started out talking about how bad we fucked it all up with the pandemic, and now I've just unloaded a, a large bag of other shit on it. And, and, and a lot of it, uh, a lot of this bit was written before uh, Russia got in the headlines uh, with Ukraine uh, and, and their next attempt at World War III. Why? Why? It leads me back to why do we do this shit to ourselves? Uh, why, why can't we have nice things? Why, why can't we have the Star Trek future? In, in, instead, we're closer to pretty much any post-apocalyptic movie scenario than ever before. Pick one. We'll be there soon. Uh, let's see. Mad Max. Fucking easy. Uh, that movie, The Road. I don't know if you've seen The Road, but uh, it's almost just as depressing right now. Shit. Let's, let's do a, a real, real deep cut. Reign of Fire. Like, with everything that's gone on, dragons wouldn't be all that surprising, let's be honest. It's probably the least dark timeline we could have, honestly. Why? Well, I, I think I know why, because we're fucking stupid. Not you personally, or me, or other individuals. It's, it's all of us together as a whole, the sum of all of our parts, added up, fucking stupid. I'll have you remember that Florida Man isn't just one guy on meth. It's a lot of guys on a lot of meth. It's, it's no wonder we haven't had any direct contact with aliens. They're either avoiding us or they're too busy with their own shit to figure out deep space travel. And that should really alarm you more than it does. Because either of those scenarios might be worse than being alone in the universe. But you know what? You know what? I need to recenter. I, I, I need to recenter before I go too far down the rabbit hole. Speaking of rabbit holes, I got a great show for you tonight. Um... I've got some new stuff, some recurring stuff. You know what? I've got an episode. Uh, I, with this episode, I started in one place, and I and I ended up in another one, and, and boom, at the end of it, there was an episode. And, and here it is. It's just so, let's just get on into it. I don't need to go into what's in it. You're going to listen to it. You'll find out. That's the fun of it. Builds character. So next up, I'm going to introduce uh, another new segment. Yes! Another recurring segment, because honestly, it helps me to better organize and segue between my different material uh, without without, you know, it feeling like it's too forced. Uh, I'm not the best with segues and stuff, and I and I hate it when it feels abrupt. And I'm going to have a choice, but your news leader in high definition. Fucking shit. In the lower 70s, headed toward a high today. Come on, asshole. Get the fuck out of here. I don't want to hear your fucking story anymore. The fuck are you doing? So this new segment is a space I'm leaving open for me to talk about current events that maybe aren't so current. I'm calling it old news because the news cycles run faster than ever. You know what? Fuck this. I'm, I'm still pretty fired up about how stupid us humans are, and I'm not going to lose that momentum. It's... It's time for another edition of Now That's What I Call a Conspiracy Theory. Fuck it. Roll the segue again. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. A more anal probing gyro pyro levitating ecoplasm alien antimatter story. And I'm going to take up my gun and shoot somebody. So, since conspiracy theories are the in thing right now, um, so much so that there's multiple conspiracy theories deeply involved with everything I was just talking about a minute ago, I think it's fitting to really dive into that on this segment. Um, you know, first off, most importantly, especially since I have a podcast primarily on Spotify, uh, let's talk about vaccines. So, 
to all of my listeners and, and everyone that hears this, I want to say as calmly and respectfully as possible, if you haven't gotten your vaccine shot, would you please go get your goddamn shot? It's not that fucking hard. I've had three so far, and I'll fucking get another as soon as they approve it. Now, if your doctor has told you, and I mean a real doctor, I, a real doctor, I shouldn't have to say that, but I do. But if a real doctor has told you that you can't get the vaccine because of an allergy or a health issue or some other legit doctory reason, then I'm sorry. I, 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 if that's the case, I'm sorry that you can't. And I'm sorry that you have to explain that to people a lot. I'm sure you do. Uh, that sucks. But I do thank you for fundamentally trusting doctors and, and science and, and medicine. You, you, you know that, that shit that we've worked really hard on for a long time. Thank you for trusting that. Because any other excuse for not getting the shot is just uh, baby shit. And, and I say baby shit in place of bull, the word bullshit. Because, honestly, baby shit is more fitting. It's, it's nastier. It's much more liquidy and harder to clean. Uh, much worse color, too. It'll ruin foods. It's, it's just that disgusting. Mustard-based barbecue sauce is all I'm going to say on that. But furthermore, baby shit is far more fitting because not only does it come out of humans with underdeveloped brains, but also we have to clean it or the fucking babies get mad at us. And then when we do clean that nasty ass shit up, all they do is laugh and giggle as they load up another one for right after we're done. Fuck. You know, when it comes to people getting, uh, not getting the vaccine, uh, I haven't heard a single excuse that doesn't belong in a diaper bin. Uh, well, okay, I correct that. A single excuse from white people, that is. Uh, and whose fault is that? I'll admit, uh, before the COVID vaccine, I was completely oblivious to vaccine hesitancy uh, among the black community. Uh, I did not know about the Tuskegee study. It it didn't surprise me when I found out. Um, I just kind of figured that white people probably did some shit like that at one point. But guess what? Studies have actually found that the black community has done a better job of beating vaccine hesitancy than white people. Go fucking figure, right? But you see, black Americans' mistrust is not unfounded and is based in actual, uh, actual events and facts. White people vaccine hesitancy is based on Google searches and, and doctors that think COVID is caused by demons and homosexuals. I'm sure you've heard them before. Well, they made this one too fast, and we don't know the long-term effects, and they haven't studied it enough, and... Well, okay, take a long drag from your vape while I reiterate that many other experts in the field have said, that's just not true. We've been researching and developing this vaccine for decades. Operation Warp Speed just provided the means to be able to produce it faster. And that doesn't mean it got produced faster with less research and oversight. It just means we were able to complete all of the required steps of making the vaccine in a more streamlined fashion. That's right. That horrible government thing got some shit done. Oh no. And we've heard those ones that are, that are worried about what's in it, like, like mercury and shit. You know who... You know who were fucking awesome at getting vaccinated? Okay, kids from the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. They all rolled up their sleeves and got their shots, no questions asked. Could you imagine being so concerned about polio and shit that you would get a vaccine developed by a medical community that thought cigarettes were healthy? Like, my dad once told me about how it was fun to break open a thermometer and, and play with the mercury because they weren't as aware of how harmful mercury was. That's like the same time period 
when we put asbestos and lead in fucking everything. Because we didn't think twice about that shit. Just, just drink your coffee and eat your steak and smoke Lucky Strike for extra health. I'm not vaccine hesitant, but I sure would be a lot more hesitant about whatever shit they might think was safe back then. And you know, like, and also there, there are actual people out there that really think that the vaccine is going to make people infertile. They give no explanation as to how that's supposed to happen, but, but the answer to the why is always something involving the government and uh, and population control. Uh, apparently, they believe the government has developed a vaccine that is both so untested that it violates the Geneva Convention, but is also meticulously devised to shut down our reproductive systems to control the population. Regardless of the wildly contradictory logic behind all of that, I shit you not, I've had to sit and listen while real people discuss this shit. White people, of course. Not just randos, okay? I mean, these are people that I work with in positions of authority. Otherwise, smart, successful people discussing their sympathy for people who won't get vaccinated because they haven't had kids and the vaccine is going to make them infertile or sterile. Tell me if you can find the irony in this, but as they were talking, one, one of them mentioned that they were worried that there's already too many stupid people out there and so our gene pool is too thin and like as it is and if people get vaccinated and can't have kids it's gonna make the gene pool thinner that's some that's some fucking irony right there i mean there's 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 too many stupid people out there so they shouldn't get vaccinated because that'll just fuck up our gene pool if nobody's having babies. I I can't even encapsulate that in a sentence. It, that's that's how thick the irony is. Like that irony is so is so thick, it should be considered its own rock formation. Yes, that was a geology joke. Deal with it. I, I had an opportunity for a lot of other jokes there. And I put the geology one in. Fucking deal with it. And let's not forget the worst white people vaccine excuse. The microchip. Yes, yes, I've joked about it on this show. And I'm still, I, I still like the joking uh, uh, because it's just so fucking stupid. It's probably the worst one. The microchip theory is, is easily the runniest baby shit excuse on the planet. Not, not, not only does it also imply that the government, which as we all know, can't do anything right was somehow able to develop a nefarious vaccine that hasn't been tested, is going to kill people after a year or so, uh, or, or some other inordinate amount of time. Uh, remember, no science, but, what, but, this was, but this vaccine was also engineered to cause infertility for, for population control, but also contains a microchip. So the government wants us to not have any more babies, because that's always a great thing for governments, right? Oh, yeah, I remember that lesson in civics class that, you know, population growth is the enemy of a thriving economy. But but also the government is going to put expensive microchips in all our arms so they can track us for the short amount of time left until we all die from the shot. Is, is this making is this making that gene pool conversation more ironic for you? It is for me. Look, look, I enjoy misinterpreting 1984 as much as the next person. But if this is 
all if if all of this is the master plan of the government or the new world order or whatever the shit it is i've seen a better plot line in a fucking ed wood movie plan nine was a better plan than than whatever the fuck this is you get that now considering that there is already overwhelming evidence of the vaccine safety and effectiveness and uh, and a recently released report showing zero evidence of it causing infertility or even birth defects or complications. Considering all that, I don't think I even need to address the idiocy of those claims like they they've already been addressed with science. But the microchip one, I I don't even I don't even need for that one. The, the, the holes in the logic are too good gapingly huge to hold any amount of water i mean the most obvious one being that like we don't have the technology to make a microchip small enough to put in a tiny fucking needle if if you had to i will give it to you if you had to go in for surgery to get immunity to covid then i might be a little suspicious like if if it was required by the government to go get a surgery for uh, for immunity to a to, to COVID or, or any disease. Yeah, that's that's a red flag. You, you, of course, don't do that. That's that's very suspicious. Don't do that. If that was the case, sure. Yeah, I'd take my chances. But no, they, they these are the these are the simplest, easiest shots I've ever gotten. And, and I'll line up to get more with zero worries about microchips and other shit, because not only do we lack the required technology for such a thing, what would be the fucking point? Of a government spending all the money that they would have to spend for those microchip shots to be readily readily available to the public, expend all of the resources needed to push the public to get it, and all the money and resources to keep it under wraps. Why? Why would they go through all of that just to get chips in people when it's so much easier and, and cheaper just to sell you a phone? That you're going to keep in your hands at all times and use for all of your communications and banking and driving directions and other voice activated commands. I'm I'm not saying that I would want a chip inside of me from the government or anything, but, you know, just having a chip inside me in general, I'm just there's just a thought that goes off in my head. That's like, what's going to happen? Am I going to like get not get lost in the woods for too long? Like if I get lost, they're just going to find me immediately. There's there's a chip. You know, somebody's going to be like, oh, he's lost in the woods. Oh, that's going to be easy. Just fire up the machine. Yep, there he is right there. Let's go get him. You know, that's I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying I would want to chip in me, but, you know, there's there's practical applications there. I mean, that's that's not the not the worst thing in the world is all I'm saying. All I'm saying. But, you know, I'm it's just like put it all together. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, but if if there really is some evil mastermind pulling all the strings and and setting all this in motion so they can rule the world or some shit. That, that's the dumbest fucking plan I've ever heard of. If, if, if that is the best plan that, that humanity's evil geniuses can come up with, then, well, damn, humans are... We're even dumber than I initially gave us credit for. You know, like, goddamn, if we can't pull off a single decent evil plot for world domination with all the tools available, like, now... Now, if our evil overlords had to have to have to go that far around their asses to achieve that plan, then sadly, 
we are probably doomed to destroy ourselves, you know? Possibly, possibly sooner than we think. I mean, if that's the evil genius, if that's what evil geniuses is the best we can come up with, it's it's no real wonder why we haven't been contacted by aliens. They've probably they probably quarantined us by now. But I mean, also like just the organizations, like like I feel like the Illuminati that has been described to me should be a little smarter than that, right? I I would hope that if some clandestine organization bent on control and world domination really existed, that I would kind of trust that they can come up with something better than a bad sci-fi movie plot. I, I've, I've heard people go on about how the Illuminati is so deeply embedded in our lives and, and their imagery everywhere, their, their mind control and whatnot, the new world order. I've heard it all. And I've come to the idea that there, there probably is some organization of people and, you know, individuals that like to think that they pull all of the strings and make all the decisions. But honestly, ask yourself, do you really think any group of humans is actually smart enough to pull something like that off? If they're as powerful and overreaching as they've been described, why don't they just fucking do it already? If they do have that level of control and power, then there's nothing any of us can do about it, right? But apparently, all that has to happen to stop them is Alex Jones has to yell about their secret plan into a microphone, and boom, no more gay frogs! Every time. Then nothing happens. Like, if anyone is ever going to uh, uh, get me to buy into the, the deep state or Illuminati shit, I'm gonna need something more believable than a clandestine group of shady individuals shaking their fists in the air saying, DAMN YOU ALEX JONES, OUR PLANS ARE FOILED AGAIN! Like, I'm pretty sure we're giving ourselves too much credit here. The the, the New World Order thing that, that people keep going on about, that the, the ultimate goal of these elite clandestine groups, a, a single worldwide government, all the countries and people of the world ruled over by a single government entity. Definitely an interesting idea. Um, could be used for evil. Could do could do some good, depending on how you, you, you look at the concept of a one world government. But main issue with it is for all the countries and people of the world to be under a single government, all of that would require just an impossible amount of human cooperation. I mean, like we're just worldwide, everybody. And I mean, everyone. And I'm, I'm just not sure that we're capable of that on this planet. Do you, do you realize what we would have to achieve to even see something like that? You know, for, for all the world to be under a single government, we would first have to achieve world peace. I mean, the, the countries of the world can't be at war with each other if you're going to have a one world government. I just, I, I don't, I don't know about you, but I mean, we're just nowhere close to that. Uh, in fact, I believe that we as a society, we, we even lack the emotional capacity for something like that. We are, we're too stupid to do anything like that. I mean, that, that might be the plan. Uh, but we're so far from anything like that, that, that someone must really suck at their job real bad. Okay. And it's not even the, it's not even that the conspirators are too stupid to pull anything off. Uh, you know, the regular jack offs that they're trying so hard to control will believe anything. Uh, like there are still an alarming number of people that believe we faked the moon landing despite all evidence available. Uh, they really believe that we faked that doesn't matter that that theory is so logistically flawed, it should be obvious. Um, I just, 
I don't feel like it takes all that much brain power to realize that it would have cost way more money and resources and technological advancements to fake the moon landing than it actually costs to go to the fucking moon. It was actually cheaper and easier just to give engineers a bunch of shit and say, get us to the moon. If think, I mean, if, if we had put all of our resources into faking the moon landing, we would have had to increase uh, film effects technology by so, so much so that the Transformers movies probably would have been made a whole decade earlier. And, and, you know, Michael Bay would be out of a job. If you think about it, the fact that Michael Bay makes movies proves that we landed on the moon. But no, Stanley Kubrick on a soundstage in the fucking 60s apparently apparently makes more sense. Godzilla was still being played by a guy in a rubber lizard suit toppling over toy buildings. But somehow Kubrick made a perfect fake that no one has ever blabbed about in, in, in all the time since. That's, that's the theory that has persisted all these years without a second thought from the people who believe it. Especially when you include the flat earthers in all this. Uh, it's it's pretty obvious how stupid humans are, just at every level. Like, it's pretty bad when our supposed evil overlords are even dumber and more inept than the dipshits that thought them up to begin with. And all it takes to foil their plans is a loud barking man that thinks the frickin' frogs are gay. Like, even just recently I saw a perfect example of the stupidity. I I read that one of the major QAnon interpreters, which is essentially a failed fan fiction writer, um, has said that even he believes that half of the stuff coming out of QAnon is completely fake. First off, only half. <laughs> um, uh, I'll I'll take the I'll take the consolation though. Uh, but the reason being, um, and, and get ready for the facepalm, is because. It's all part of the strategy to intentionally put out disinformation. Um, it's all part of the psychological operations of, of the whole thing to, to trip up the deep state and make the bad guys make the wrong moves, in his words. Now, if you've resisted the urge to facepalm up till now, I'll give you a minute. I know, right? So anytime QAnon is wrong, basically, which is basically all the time, um, uh, it's meant to be that way. It's a part of it. Fucking A. You know, I try to, I, I, I try to avoid the word, uh, retarded. Uh, it's out of date. It's, it's, it's hurtful. It, it normalizes hurtfulness. The list goes on. Uh, but also, you know, my daughter is on the autism spectrum, so I really don't like using the R word at all, but these QAnoners are making it real fucking hard to describe them without using that word. Especially when they thought JFK was coming back. That, that was completely, well, you know. But seeing how widespread all this shit has been lately from JFK to the moon landing to the New World Order to microchips and vaccines and, and back to JFK again for some fucking reason, um, it, it seems pretty apparent that we've got a lot of problems uh, that are nowhere near resolution. It, it should be a refreshing and happy thought to know that virtually all of the major conspiracy theories are complete shit. And that should make me happier. Um, but it doesn't. Because for me, it's like, it's like if you were to pull back the veil, you know, you're expecting to see something absolutely mind-blowing, but, but then you find out it's actually just a pile of old dog shit. You know? 
Like, like if in The Wizard of Oz, if instead of a man behind the curtain uh, just turned out to be like a cat licking its butthole, uh, you know, it's end of story, roll credits, you know, like if that was the, it's, it's kind of easier to have this idea where those, where there are those that are controlling just everything and, and pulling all the strings and we can blame those nameless, faceless powers for everything that goes wrong in the world. Uh, it at least implies that for good or bad, there are powerful individuals out there steering the ship in some way. But realizing how massively stupid we humans are, it's kind of a scary thought that, that in fact no one is steering the ship. Because, you see, everyone else assumed that someone was handling it, and the ones that everyone thinks are steering the ship only actually think that they're steering the ship, but on the whole, no one really knows what the fuck they're doing! So, so here's my conspiracy theory. All the major conspiracy theories are bullshit. By giving them credence, we're only giving power to elites, and, and that we're giving them power that never existed in the first place. The illusion of power is all it takes. If those groups and individuals are out there, they're just the same stupid, fallible meat sacks as the rest of humanity. They just have more money. And by falling for that simple sleight of hand, we're all just as complicit in the orchestration of our own downfall. Just like it's always been, the human cycle of self-sabotage continues under a new guise, but with better technology. Sorry I don't have a more uplifting message for you, um, but I feel like... We've recorded enough of human history on this earth to see an unhealthy pattern emerge. Uh, maybe we're just doomed to repeat those cycles. Um, the idea that a small group of humans could actually orchestrate world control kind of assumes that humans do have the ability to overcome our bullshit and actually organize something like that. Um, we can't even build a decent healthcare system in the modern age, uh, or even just public services, or a decent system for housing. I mean, we can't seem to make anything that benefits us that's free from shitty people sticking their shitty fingers into it and fucking it up for all the rest of us. At, at every level, rich, poor, and even that other one that barely exists anymore that's really the backbone of economic prosperity, what would what is that one? The one, um, the one all the, the Republicans say that they care about while doing everything they can to destroy it. Oh, yeah, the middle class. That's it. Um, at every level, there's been shitty people that try to rig the system in their favor and they end up fucking it up for the rest of us. Some would say that the goal of the elites is to turn us against ourselves. That way it's easier to control us, which which is probably one of their goals. But I think they're only doing it because it's just more profitable. And we continue voting in more people that let them do it. And leaving us to complain about them, yet powerless to do anything about it. We do that to ourselves in a lot of ways. And that's just one of the self-sabotaging, destructive things we as a society do to ourselves. Try as we might, it's just what we do. I think it's like there's a part of Florida man inside all of us, and we can't do anything to remove it. Remember how I said that Florida man isn't just one guy? Well, in a way, we are all Florida man. It's inside all of us. We are Florida man. <laughs>
Friends like these, huh, Gary? That's right, dude. Sarsaparilla. Sioux City Sarsaparilla? Yeah, it's a good one. How you doing there, dude? Not too good, man. One of those days, huh? Yeah. Well, a wiser fellow than myself once said, sometimes you eat the bar and much obliged. Sometimes the bar, well, Eat you. Mm. That's some kind of Eastern thing? Far from it. I like your style, dude. Oh, well, I dig your style too, man. Got a whole cowboy thing going. Just one thing, dude. What's that? You have to use so many cuss words. The fuck are you talking about? Okay, dude. Have it your way. Take her easy, dude. Yeah, thanks, man. Well, that was quite a rant I got on there. Um, I may have used up all of my uh, arbitrary amount of time that I give myself for each episode, but I guess I can give myself some more time. Who's going to stop me? Uh, before I move on, uh, I want to take just a little time uh, to thank you for listening, um, especially this time. I know I thank you every time, but especially this time, because um, I felt kind of directionless lately. Um, this has actually been the hardest episode for me to write, not not because of the subject matter, but mainly just the the actual act of writing. Um, in fact, the subject matter I've gotten into so far was mainly chosen to keep my mind distracted from other things. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been pretty fucking bleak in my outlook in this episode. Uh, part of it has to do with uh, circumstances uh, outside of this episode, you know, in my own life uh, that have been a real source of, of, of anger lately. And I usually deal with anger and other feelings of stress with jokes and, and humor. I, I find it uh, very therapeutic. Uh, but it's been hard lately to make, you know, to, to make or find humor out of what's been going on lately. Um, I don't want to get too far into it, you know. Um, I'm using the show and my rants and my writing to, to process a lot of these feelings. So I don't really feel like going into it, but but I'll just phrase it like this. If if you don't listen to metal, I'm just going to assume that you already own your own home and you don't have to worry about any of that shit. Um, but if you're trying to buy a home in this market, um, how are you not listening to metal? Jesus, fuck. If you found a way to handle that stress without Slayer, I commend you. 
It sucks ass, especially when there's pretty much nothing you can do about it. I finally realized just how spot on the Smashing Pumpkins were when they wrote the line, despite all my rage, I am still just a rat in a cage. Because I sure feel like that rat right now. And, and that cage is capitalism, and capitalism is a fucking vampire. But the rage that comes out of all this is real fucking hard on my ADHD. Um, it almost sends it into, in, into overdrive as my brain tries desperately to focus on anything not related to that anger uh, or the source of that anger. Um, it's made it very difficult to find my, my voice in this, um, especially when I'm still finding my voice in general uh, with a podcast. Um, so I'm sure that you listen to other podcasts, you know, most people do, uh, my show, if my show is the only podcast you listen to, thank you, seriously, like, it's, it's an honor, but if you listen to other shows, um, I'm sure it's probably a little strange that, that I write everything out, especially since I'm not investigating murders and shit, you know, um, but I have to write everything out before I sit down to record, and, and that's for your benefit, uh, those with the ADHD get it. Uh, but for those lucky ones that don't have problems with that, um, you know, for those that can read a page of a book without having to reread the page multiple times because you zoned out a while back while still reading, for those out there that don't have to run back to check whether you locked the front door after you already checked if you locked it, even though you locked it the first time, and it was definitely locked when you ran back to check it the first time, but actually you just can't convince yourself whether you locked it or not because, let's face it, you're really just trying to tell yourself that you definitely turned the oven off even though you can't remember 100% if you did or didn't, but at least no one can steal your shit if you already burned the house down. For those of you out there that I didn't just describe every waking moment for, um, ADHD is manageable, um, but kind of an inescapable bitch. Um, if you think I have a hard time staying on topic in the current show format, you don't want to hear me just ad-libbing this shit. Um, so, so all the, all of this has to be written out because honestly, everything you hear on this show is, is just rolling through my head all fucking day. Uh, and this is all just this distilled version of that. Um, because of the nature of that whole thing, uh, stress and anxiety really throw a wrench in all of that. It, it takes your already current ADHD brain functions and just turns it up to 11. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to even start writing, much less finish writing. Um, so for those of you that don't have to make signs and notes to remind you to do everyday tasks only to still forget said tasks, thank you for bearing with me. And, and, and I hope this little window into my world gives you some idea of what we mean when we talk about adult ADHD. Um, if you do have a problem with those things, but you haven't sought help because, you know, you didn't know, you didn't know what it was, um, I, I hope you know that, that there are a lot of us out there, and, and, and we're here for you. We're just not paying attention to you for obvious reasons, right? But if you know all too well about needing people to repeat themselves even though you heard them just fine, but you lost focus on them halfway through what they were saying, I feel for you. And and I want you to know that you're not alone. And and if you haven't sought help yet, don't feel bad. I, I hope you find the help that you need. Um, if, if you have sought help, that's awesome. Stick with it. I, I commend you for having the strength to do that. Um, I know it's been very beneficial for myself and, and others that I know. Um, there is nothing wrong with getting help. That's what it's there for. But let's move on. So when I first started this episode, 
Um, the biggest things in the news were Joe Rogan and Neil Young. Um, people were, were just starting to forget about Dave Chappelle uh, and the, the creeping fear of that we were all doomed to saying ignorant shit when we get to a certain age or something like that. Um, you know, I had a whole thing about cancel culture and why I put quotes around that phrase. Uh, and I had stuff to say about both Chappelle and, and Rogan, definitely two different cases for people to, to miss the point of, obviously. Uh, my philosophy has honestly always been that it's really not that hard uh, to get in trouble for saying racist or homophobic shit. Um, and, and I'm not talking about cringy stuff. We've all said cringy stuff. Uh, when we look back at it, I'd be willing to bet money that you there listening have said some cringy stuff in the past that pops up back in your memory every now and again uh, and keeps you up at night. I'd probably be willing to bet more that you had one of those moments in the last couple of weeks, at least. Uh, don't lie to yourself. We've all done it. Um, I'm talking about that, you know, like actually shitty stuff, like, you know, delegitimizing trans people and you know, repeating the N-word a lot while comparing your experiences around black people to being on the planet of the apes. Honestly, it's not that hard to not compare black people to apes. It's, it's even easier not to make planet of the apes references involving black people. When are we going to stop doing that? Um, now, in my opinion, um, the people that made up the angry mass of gravy seals and Karens that smashed their way into the Capitol building last year have, I believe, a closer link to apes than a fucking Bigfoot. Uh, but that's beside the point. Uh, my main point on the whole thing is that since it's not that hard to not say racist and or LGBTQ plus phobic shit, I don't have as much sympathy for those that apparently do find it tough not to do. Um, whether you're just having a conversation with, you know, with your white friends on a recorded format, or you made prepared statements that prefaced, uh, and you prefaced it with the phrase, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but you should, you should be able to recognize that maybe you should just find some better material or maybe put some guardrails up around your white people conversations. Um, it shouldn't be hard to find that line and make better choices in what you do with that line. Um, and if you can't make a story or joke funnier without disparaging comparisons or just ignorant bullshit, maybe do a better job at coming up with material. So I had a much longer set of things to, to say about all that. Um, it honestly probably would have been really good, but that was before World War III came a-knocking at the door, uh, putting all that shit on the back burner again. Well, I think now is a perfect time to bring some awareness to something much more relevant. Um, so, as the hands of the doomsday clock inch closer and closer to midnight, it's, it's times like these that make it difficult to be a, a parent um, and navigating through these, these uncertain times. Uh, not only is it harder to justify bringing another life into this world, but God, there's also a, a feeling of guilt that comes with the ever-growing reminders that our kids are going to inherit all of this shit without us? At the end of the day, our, our kids are really getting the shit end of the stick, and it's, it's kind of hard to grapple with that. So that brings me to a little public service announcement. Stop having so many fucking babies. Not only will you save yourself from the guilt of having to leave your children to inherit this shitty planet and all its problems, but... Also, you'll save a lot of money. 
And in this economy, <laughs> I wouldn't want to save money. Uh, I'm not saying don't have babies or don't have a kid. Just stop treating it like you need to have them. Like, yeah, boom, boom, boom. Um, I have one kid. She's amazing. I wouldn't trade her for anything in the world, but fuck having more. Seriously. I, I already feel bad enough that she's probably going to you know, be around to witness the true impacts of global climate change and uh, devastating sea level rise and whatever new abominations McDonald's comes up with. Not to mention the fear I already have of possibly having to guide her through a nuclear war scenario. Um, there's a lot to worry about. And, well, parents are always worried. And, and that, brings, that brings me to uh, one of the show's sponsors. It's a, it's a wonderful thing uh, that I, I think everyone should know about. Um, it has brought so much joy into my life, and I will gladly advertise it on my show for free. That's right, for free. Considering how much money and, and personal anguish I have saved myself with just this one thing, it's the least I could do for it. Ladies and, and especially gentlemen, not having so many fucking babies has never been easier Thanks to our sponsor, the vasectomy. That's right, the old snip-snip. That wonderful procedure that can turn your pulling prey into the pumping piece. Can you imagine if, if the term pregnancy scare is no longer in your vocabulary? A thing of the past. Let's face it, fellas. And, and, and ladies, condoms fucking suck. They definitely have their purpose, but they fucking suck. Putting them on, the greasiness, the breakage, that moment when your heart stops for a second, when you realize it's not on anymore because it's, it's fucking Houdini'd its way off of your cock and now it and your baby gravy are nowhere to be found. Well, let's face it, we know where it is, but the idea of the gnome stealing it off of you mid-coitus is just a much more comforting thought, I believe. And the smell, fucking A, the smell. Uh, you know, sex smell can be handled. It can be cleared out of a room. Get the condom smell mixed in with that, and, and you're going to have a hard time getting that signature scent out of your room or car. Side note, why do they keep making flavored condoms and not scented condoms? Why can't Febreze make a condom? They could partner with Trojan. The ads would be fucking amazing and uncomfortable, uh, depending on who you're watching them with. And now, speaking strictly to the ladies, you all have it way worse. Dudes... Dudes just have to fuck up greasy trash bag. But but birth control for women that forces you to choose between taking hormones and shit or putting plastic hooks up in your body. What the fuck? I mean, it's it's all you uh it's kind of all you would need to see to know about the effects of the patriarchal society that we live in that pretty much the entire burden of birth control falls on women. Why is that? Like even from just a logical standpoint, like, if you were a scientist tasked with figuring out, um, you know, the best form of birth control, why would you start with the complex maze that is the female reproductive system to reach that end? Like, us dudes have a pretty simple system going on. Uh, we got the hose and, and the gravy tanks, and uh, the most complicated part of our system is really just getting the gravy out of the hose. And that's actually kind of the simplest part of the whole fucking equation. Uh, in, in fact, getting the gravy to the right place uh, requires way more care uh, than um, than the production of it. Um, like, okay, think about it this way. Why would you blame the oven 
for making the cake after you put the batter in there. I mean, it seems to me like the batter is the most pertinent part of that equation. Maybe focus on that part instead of trying to make an oven that won't make a cake when you put batter in it. it seems like the oven isn't really the biggest part of the problem. Like, damn it, I keep putting the batter in the oven and fucking cakes keep coming out. And why can't someone just make an oven I can put all this batter in without the cake coming out of it? Because I love the oven, but I can't stand all the fucking cakes that come out of it. And I don't think I should have to pay for all those cakes that I made with my accidental batter. Like, guess what? The oven's not the problem. The problem's in the batter. And through the marvels of modern medicine, we've got a solution to that. With a vasectomy... You can throw as much batter as you want into that oven, and no cakes come out. I know I do, and the oven is perfectly fine with that, actually. In, in fact, it's a, it's a much more relaxed and less stressed oven. It's a, it's a happier oven, I would say. Yes, yes, life has been great now that my batter don't matter. Um, we don't have to bother with the greasy glad bags, and, and my wife doesn't have to ingest a bunch of hormones like some Monsanto livestock. Um, you know, not only... Is that saving us money on birth control? It's saving us a ton on diapers and wipes and food. Oh, oh my God, the food savings. Jesus, we don't have to become a two-pizza family. One fucking pizza and some breadsticks, saving me money and calories. Uh, the savings, they just keep coming. No pun intended. Uh-huh. Now, I do want to clear up one common misconception about the vasectomy. I've seen numerous posts and other things about how men should bear more of the burden of birth control because vasectomies are, you know, available. Now, you'll get no disagreement from me about men doing more about the responsibility of birth control. I'm all down for that. If if my gravy still made babies, I would gladly sign up to take the daily pill or get the shots. And I'm sorry, but IUDs look fucked up and no one should want that in their body. Um... Unless that's the only option, Jesus Christ, Th those things just scream complications. Um, but I'm, but I'm, I am all for at least an option that would allow more equal sharing of the birth control responsibility. But wouldn't you know it, they haven't even tried making other options for men. We have condoms and vasectomies. That's about it uh, in in terms of acceptable nonviolent forms of birth control. Um, that's fucked up. Yes, that last joke was fucked up. But the fact that we haven't developed anything else for men but countless, sometimes harmful and barbaric forms of birth control for women with all the responsibility on them is also real fucked up. But the problem with using the vasectomy as a as a way to make a you know make men shoulder more of the burden is that there's a there is a common misconception that vasectomies are reversible. It's only partly true, um, as I was told by my personal hero, uh, the doctor that performed my surgery. Um, it is reversible, but after about three to four years, the chances of a successful reversal uh, just decrease dramatically. It is it is better to think of it as a permanent thing. Uh, to which me and my wife immediately agreed and signed off for. Uh, which brings me to uh, another reason why vasectomies are really uh, great for women, uh, because you see, the men that go in for them have to get a—they have to get a taste of what it's like to have decisions involving their reproductive organs controlled by laws and regulations. You know, that's men need that. I—I—I I, I was required to go through a 30-day uh, waiting period in case I uh, changed my mind. Ha! 
my wife had to sign off on it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, we had to prove we had at least one child, and I had to talk to a counselor and like everything. I had to had to do some you know counseling and all that. Um, definitely not the full gauntlet that women are subjected to for nearly every facet of their reproductive decisions. Um, but it's good for men to get a taste of that. It builds character. Uh, and maybe a little empathy. would be nice. Now, it was a little bit different for me because mine was funded through Medicaid, uh, which comes with a few extra stipulations. But the counseling and the 30-day waiting period and, and a few others are fairly standard from state to state. Um, now, a lot of state programs out there will actually cover it for little to no cost, and some will cover it only if you don't qualify for Medicaid. So it's not like there's a that's-too-expensive uh, excuse. Now, I do feel the need to shift some focus uh, back on men. You know how insecure they get when no one's paying attention to them. So, so to the fellas that may have been squirming a little while listening to this, uh, thinking about the idea of surgery being performed on your little berry bag, calm down. Um, it's not that bad. And, and I'm going to take you through all the bad parts right now. So a lot of the fear from dudes, I think, uh, is the fear that it's going to hurt. And Yes, there is some pain involved, but hardly anything crazy. I've, I've had shots that hurt worse. Um, I, I've popped pimples that caused me more pain. Um, so, so the procedure starts with you just laying on a table uh, with your feet on the table, uh, knees up. No stirrups, which was surprising, uh, honestly. But, but besides, the, but that's beside the point. Um, so the, the only real pain during the procedure uh, is, is during the, the shots to numb the two sides. And the doctor's going to tell you that it'll hurt for a few seconds as he numbs up one side, and then for a few seconds as he numbs up the other side. And it, it kind of feels like you got kicked in like one nut for like five seconds, and then, and then all that feeling is gone. Uh, and then it kind of feels like you got kicked in the other nut for another five seconds. And then it's, it's actually kind of a good thing because it actually lets the doctor know that they got the right spot uh, so that you won't feel shit for the rest of the procedure. Um, now... Getting kicked in the nads doesn't feel great, granted. Uh, but getting kicked in the nads sucks mostly because of the long uh, amount of time that you that you have in debilitating pain. Five seconds on each side? Fuck it, that's easy. I wish it would only hurt that long when I got hit there. And I can guarantee you that you know when having a kid, your child is going to accidentally hit you in the nuts a lot causing way more pain for way longer. You're actually saving yourself ball hits by taking a slight amount of pain for a minuscule amount of time. And and it wasn't even the worst hit, you know, hit in the nads pain I've ever felt. I've had way worse. Like like the time that I was holding Lily, she was about maybe three or four at the time and and I'm holding her with one arm and and we're dancing around the living room having fun and and she had this drumstick in her hand and yeah, yeah, I should have seen it coming from a, uh, from the start, but you know, from a mile away. But but my defensive skills weren't as fully honed at that point. Um, but we're dancing around, laughing, having fun, and then she swung the drumstick down, and that plastic tip on it, and only the plastic tip, made full contact with just all righty, no. A uh, partial contact with the leg or anything to mitigate some of the force. Nope, nope. All motion and force transferred straight to just my right testicle. 
Um, the the thing that was actually surprising was how I somehow uh, kept enough composure to safely put her down before I laid down completely on the floor in one of those help I've fallen and I can't get up kind of poses. Um, I'll never forget the confusion as, as she's asking me, are you okay, daddy? And, and all I could say was, yeah, yeah, I'm good, daddy. Daddy just needs to lay here a bit. And then, and then she said, can I kiss it better, daddy? No, 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 you, you can't kiss it better, daddy. Daddy will be fine. He just needs to lay here. That, that was way worse on the pain scale uh, in both volume and time uh, than, than that short little 10 seconds of total time to assure that I would feel nothing else during the procedure. Okay? After that, it's all pretty simple. You just lay there and try not to pay too much attention to what's going on. It's just easier that way. Um, the next part of the experience um, is just some odd sensations um, other other than the fact that you can't feel anything down there. Um, the first odd thing was seeing a slight amount of smoke rising up from your nether regions. Not alarming or scary, just odd when you when you see a little wisp rise up from there. That's just, you know, it's just odd. Uh, the next odd feeling was when he was sewing everything up, um, I didn't feel any part of the stitches, uh, except for when he kind of had to make sure it was tightened. Um, it was just a, it was a really strange feeling to just like feel a slight tug from that area and then just like look up and see his hand way in the air holding that string like that you're feeling the tug from. It was, it was, it was odd. Um, as I said, not painful or anything, just odd. Um, and then it was done. Um, I did leave the office in a wheelchair, only to make the uh, trip to the car easier. Um, I could walk. Uh, I just had to, you know, keep it to a minimum. Um, so the next part of the whole thing is the recovery, which really isn't too bad if you think about it. Follow me here. Because uh, next comes three or so days of chilling in a recliner chair, getting waited on for whatever you want. Um, now, you may be thinking to yourself, there's no way my significant other is ever going to go along with that. Um, and, and But they will. Um, here's the thing. Think about it. You just got surgery done on the most sensitive part of your body. That body part is possibly your wife's favorite part of your body. She's going to want to care for it and nurture it back to health. It's as much hers as it is yours. So she's going to want to care for that, especially because you just got a major hardware upgrade so not only is she gonna want to nurse your junk back to health she's probably gonna be really excited about the new upgrade and ready to give that a spin and the better your recovery goes the sooner that can happen so yeah she's gonna bring you anything you want and do everything for you for at least three days uh no questions asked uh you'll even get to decide what to watch um now okay stipulation you can't milk that one for more than three days after three days she's probably just like she's not going to bring you ice cream while you play video games all day but you get three days of unquestioning care enjoy it while it lasts an opportunity like that doesn't come around often take it while you can now a couple of more downsides to it and another odd thing that um that comes along with it uh here's the deal guys you're gonna have to spend those three days on the couch because walking is going to be a little difficult. So it's not like the boys are going to be in constant heavy pain or anything. They'll be a little sore, but 
when you stand up and walk around, your nuts are going to feel like they weigh about 30 pounds each, like you're trying to carry a couple of cinder blocks down there. So when you get up, you're going to be walking around like John Wayne for a couple of days. Very careful steps, very wide leg stance, thus increasing your wife's sympathy for you and her level of care she gives you. Um, so you can sometimes get extra ice cream from just a trip to the bathroom after she sees you walking like that. Um, the last less than desirable thing after the procedure is that, and this may be different for others, but at least for me, um, the first day back at work was just fraught with peril. Um, all, all in my own head, all in my own head, but man, it sure felt like my nuts were in real peril. So when I had mine done, I was still working as a cook. Uh, luckily for me, it was a really big kitchen, so it wasn't like I was cramped and, or, you know, or anything. Uh, but I seriously thought that everyone was going to nut check me. Um, now, for those of you unfamiliar with the nut check, um, this is this thing that it's this thing that boys do when you apparently get them together in a group and they ran, they randomly say nut check and slap you in the nuts. Um, I haven't been nut checked since like high school or middle school, even in kitchens, which are filled with a lot of male immaturity and whatnot. Even in all the kitchens I had ever worked at and have ever worked at, I've never been nut checked in a kitchen setting. Dudes pull all sort of other pranks and assaults and shit, but the but the nut check thing is one of those things that gets aged out by, you know, working age. Regardless of the fact that none of my coworkers there had ever nut checked me or anything like that, um, on the first day back, all of the alarms in my head were going off for no reason. So just a little insight here. Um, guys have this natural defense mechanism built in that automatically sends our hands to defend the balls should anything come within a certain range of them at too high a velocity. Um, I call this the ball radius. So imagine like kind of a radial range um, of around a foot to a foot and a half around the private area. Anything moving over a certain speed and velocity that comes within that range immediately sets off all the body's alarms that an impact is imminent and to take defensive measures. The reflexes take over and our hands instantly move to deflect the incoming object or at least shield the janglies from danger. So on my first day back to work, my ball radius was like a few hundred feet, at least. Uh, someone would walk around the corner all the way at the other end of the kitchen, and my ball radius alarms just go off like crazy. Someone would just be wa walking towards me, and, and even though it would be physically impossible for them to hit my nuts from 30 feet away, every signal in my head was screaming at me, WE'VE GOT AN INCOMING DEFENSIVE MEASURES NOW NOW NOW! And I had to stop myself from yelling out, PLEASE DON'T HIT MY NUTS! It was a weird day, okay? Uh, lastly, one final odd thing that happens. So, fellas, there will be a scab there uh, where they did the stitches. It's very small. Don't touch it! Uh, but after like a week or two, it'll be fine. You can touch it then. Uh, but after some time, the scab will fall off, leaving behind a like a tiny little white X on your nutsack. And, I mean, well, actually, it looks kind of cool. I mean, I mean, it's not really a bad thing. It's just like, it's kind of odd you know it's just kind of cool though but, but that's it that's all that's all there that's all there is to it and considering all the savings both monetarily and uh mentally what's what's the fucking hold up now of course if you plan on having a kid or a few kids fine have at it uh it's parenting is an amazing experience uh but the world will be fine if you don't want that shit 
I, I get it. And if you and your significant other are in agreement that you've had enough kids, be it one or two or three, if it's any more than that, you should have an intervention. That's fucking way too many kids. They're children, not cats. The fuck is wrong with you? But if you and your partner are decidedly done with more kids, you're faced with some options. Uh, birth control as usual, which is expensive, shitty, poisonous, etc. Um, the woman can get her uh, tubes tied, which already sounds fucked up, you know? what? What's that actually called? A tubal ligation is what it's called. Bet you didn't know that one. Guess what? Neither did I. I had to look it up because... The more common term that everyone knows it as is getting your tubes tied. Like, everyone knows what a vasectomy is, but we still use euphemisms for the women's procedure. Getting your tubes tied, that sounds like a form of medieval torture or something. Like, and it's not a tiny incision type procedure, it's an invasive surgery that comes with a whole fucked up list of possible complications, besides just the usual infection risks. Among those is the chance of an ectopic pregnancy, which is scary as shit. Uh, not gonna go into it, but look it up. Fuck. Not to mention the fact that it requires general anesthesia, cause it's fucking invasive. There's the risk of internal bleeding, damage to the other organs. The list goes on. Or the guy can just get a vasectomy, which doesn't require any anesthesia, and the only real risks are an infection, highly preventable and easy to notice, because uh, it's all on the outside of the body. And that's it. Yet, time and again, I hear from numerous women that their man won't even consider such a thing, or that they already got their tubes tied because their husband wouldn't get one. I've even heard some guys say, hell no, I'm not doing that. You're getting your tubes tied. Yeah, why don't you just add bitch at the end of it and say what you really mean? Like, so, to all the ladies, if you have a man that is considering a vasectomy, or on the fence about it, or even completely opposed to it, send them to me. I will lobby for that shit any day. I will be happy to preach about the joy and happiness that comes with it. I will preach that shit for free, just like I'm doing right now. And... To guys out there that still hold that hell no opinion, especially after listening to all this, I've got some news to break to you. You're a pussy. And I honestly hate calling uh, little baby men by the term pussy, um, as, as though calling someone by a term for vagina means they're weak. I, I don't know if you've ever witnessed childbirth, but vaginas are anything but weak. Um, if anything, testicles are weak and, and very fragile. Um, some have suggested the term should be ball sack, but actually the sack skin is one of the toughest materials on the planet. Uh, ask your man, uh, that skin is, is invincible. Uh, just, just ask him to stretch it for you sometime. Look, I'm not kidding. Um, but testicles themselves, weak as fuck. So weak, our brains have to have the ball radius, uh, so that we can manually protect them. And if hit, uh, it causes us full disablement for quite a length of time. Even the biggest, toughest dudes on the planet will crumble to the ground after impact. Um, and I hate that we call weak men bitches. Um, I'm kind of against the the fact that all terms for weak men involve some reference to women. It, it's stupid. It's insulting. It's, uh, it's uncreative. Um, but I can't lie. Calling someone a pussy bitch or other combinations is 
um, it does have a certain crushing feel to it. Uh, that's hard to deny. Um, and since I can't change these sad social norms on my little show, I, I guess I'll have to just use the parlance of our times. Um, so yeah, if you're still on the hell no camp and you'd rather put your wife through all that bullshit because you're too much of a pussy to get a vasectomy, I'm going to call it like I see it. You're a weak pussy bitch and already less of a man than anyone who's ever gotten one. If you're afraid that your junk won't work afterward, that's an old lie and an old, deep-seated, testosterone-driven male fear that the worst thing that could ever happen to you is a limp dick. It's, it's one of those examples of how toxic masculinity is just that, toxic. You'd rather put your wife through invasive surgery where more shit can go wrong than just get a simple procedure that takes a few hours with very little pain and way less chances of serious complications that actually makes fucking sense. If you'd rather put your wife through all the trouble and risk just because you're afraid of somehow being less of a man or whatever toxic shit you think or whatever you heard about, then you deserve to be called a little pussy bitch. If the idea of a vasectomy really bothers you that much, you need mental help. And I really feel sorry for you and the mother you're subjecting to the consequences of your bullshit mentality. Be a fucking real man and quit being a little bitch testicle. I kind of like that. Now, it's a work in progress, though. Uh, but guys, guys, trust me on this. It's so fucking amazing. Like, I'm serious. After the healing and everything. So fucking awesome. I can't, I can't put it into words without getting too graphic. You know how I don't like graphic stuff on my show. But seriously, so fucking amazing. And you can have that too. Just check your toxic masculinity at the door. In fact, tell it to fuck off. You'll be way happier. And you know, now that I think about it, this show's whole existence is thanks to a vasectomy. We didn't have another kid, so fuck, I've got time. I've got lots of time. How the fuck would I have time if we had another kid? I'm not, it wouldn't happen. There wouldn't be a show. This show wouldn't exist. Um, so thank you. Thank you, vasectomies. And thank you, everybody, for, for listening to this wonderful episode I've thrown together for you. Um, I plan to get on a faster schedule of putting episodes out. Just bear with me. We will get there uh, eventually. Well, and elephant in the room, I know there's a lot going on in the world right now that um, I just don't have time to go through in this episode. Um, there's there's a there's a lot, but I hope this episode, I guess, served as a as I guess it as it was for me, just a, a nice temporary escape from all of that. But uh, let's just leave it at Vladimir Putin can eat shit and die. Well. That's my show. Um, I will show myself out now, and I'm going to leave you with some just some a, a new thing I'm trying out. Here are some outtakes from this episode. You can skip them if you want. Toxic, toxic. What the fuck? Uh, mentally and physically healthy. If you ever feel 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 is just a cold and and uh, fuck. We got a we got an amazing ah fuck. I was taught a bunch of liberal, liberal, that's, that's not a word. So next up, 
I'm going inter- to introduce, in, inter, interdu, introduce, fuck. Everyone that hear this, hear, hear, hear this. Successful people discussing their sympathy, their sympathy, population growth, growth, growth. It is gross. Banking and driving directions and other voice activated commands. I need to edit out the page. There's some practical application to that. I'll give it that. Gotta edit out the page again. Then the dipshit. Damn it, I thought I had that one. It should be refreshing. It, It should be a refreshing and happy... Damn it. Sorry, I don't have a more uplisting. In fact, you locked the door the first time when you left, but you just got... Fuck. You haven't sought help because you didn't know, you know, you didn't know what it... What it does? What? It it has been very... Fuck. When I first started this on on this episode, the... the, Fuck. Experiences around black people to being on that of the planet ape. Ah, fuck. All the bad parts right now. <clears throat> Fuck. It's actually a good thing that because actually that lets y- that let that lets the. Fuck. And if your significant other, if you and yeah, 